MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, November 4th, 2019. Today, the 2020 Demfield Narrows. The Nationals are invited to the White House. The White House lied to the president. The new Mueller documents, an impeachment update, Cuccinelli testifies, and some schadenfreude. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jordan Coburn. Hello. And Mandy Reeder. Hello. How are you? Good. Yeah, good. Did you have an excellent weekend? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's so beautiful in San Diego. Like... The way, it's like less hot than it was before. You know, we were bitching about how hot it was. It shifted and it's mm-hmm. like immediately gone into more fall weather and I'm really happy. Mm-hmm. And it's so dry. Ugh. It is dry. I know. I've yeah. had to put lotion on my hands, which I, which I haven't had to do since I lived in Vegas growing up. Yeah. My hands used to just like crack. It's I'm not really having that dry. so much, but but, Joe, but my wife is. Yeah. She's like, God, it's so dry. It's just dry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm an oily person, you guys. <laughs> my face is oily. My hands are like bones. I have really touched my hands. They're really soft. Oh. Yes, very soft. I don't even moisturize them very much. Yeah, Amazing. anyway, <laughs> oily hands. <laughs> We're all looking at our hands. I know. <laughs> what do I got going on? I gotta get my ring cleaned. Mm, okay. <laughs> and now this. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about, but. Uh, we are very excited uh, as part of our sister podcast, Muller She Wrote. We're coming to Boston this week on the 7th. Mm-hmm. We'll be there live. Yes. And uh, we'll be traveling Wednesday and Saturday. Um, uh, Wednesday specifically, um, we're going to do our best to put some beans out for Thursday. So, mm-hmm. And then also Thursday, we'll, we will be able to record beans for Friday. Mm-hmm. Just be aware of that. We might have a pretty, like a shortened beans mm-hmm. um, this week. So, But probably not. You know, I'm kind of a dick about it <laughs> so but only to myself um uh but other than that what else did we have anything else going on uh mean greed stuff yeah it, boston's a big thing this week so show is on thursday if you have tickets to the meet and greet the venue it starts at 5 p.m the meet and greet the next day is at uh also 5 p.m yep and so uh, both meet and greets are at 5 p.m yeah and uh different tickets you can come to, you can come to both if you would like and uh also hopefully we meet some of you at the show there's still tickets left, and it's at City Winery, and they are available on our website. Um, and if you can't find it, tweet at us, and we'll send you the link. Yep, or just Google Muller She Wrote uh-huh. in Boston. Exactly. And you'll be uh, able to find November it. 7th, City Winery, Boston, and the tickets, I believe, are 30 bucks. Not bad. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And Boston. We will have cocktails. Yes, we will. Have you like Also, apparently, they're apples. making us wine with our logo on it, which is cool. <laughs> Ooh, oh, I can't wait for cool. that. And we'll have a live illustrator. Yes, 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 yes. Um, that is very exciting as well. Someone who's going to do live sketches. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited. Last show of the year for Muller She Wrote, for yep. the sister show. And our special guest is Greg Oliar, mm-hmm. hey. who is awesome. He just did a long form media article, a medium article about the whole impeachment thing. So it's going to be it's going to be rad. So uh, we look forward to seeing you there. Uh, We do have a lot of news to get to, I suppose. This is a news program. So why don't we do that with the hot notes? Hot notes. So Beto O'Rourke has dropped out of the presidential race. Uh, Yes. Poof. Just like that. Gone. Initial headlines read that he wasn't planning on running for another seat either which is kind of a disappointment, but I don't know. Politicians change their tune on that all the goddamn time. Uh, do you think he's going to run? I think he would be best served 
you know, as in the Senate, right? Yeah. I mean, what else is he going to do? Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Just hang out at skate parts doing get out the vote things. <laughs> hey, dudes. <laughs> Speaking of skating, did you see Tony Hawk dressed as, um, who's the guy from Curb Your Enthusiasm? Larry Craig? Oh, the, oh Larry David? Larry David. Oh, that's so Larry funny. Craig. <laughs> Larry Craig was the weird senator who used to hit on dudes in the public bathrooms by sticking his foot under the door. Wrong, Larry. That would be Larry indeed. Yeah. I have a wide stance. That's that guy. Oh. That'd be an amazing Halloween costume that mm. you were just damned to the bathroom for the entire night. <laughs> for people just to your get foot. It. Got a wide stance. Tap, tap, happy tap. Halloween. <laughs> I'm happy to see okay look I'm not happy to see Beto drop out because there's a lot of great things about Beto but like I'm happy in the sense that like can we narrow the pool down totally. I wish some other people who are polling really low would be like I'm oh, yeah. out yeah definitely it well, was that's kind what of... I was thinking everyone polling below him should just go but yeah. I mean you know this is a democratic process they can stay if they want yeah definitely it was kind of a sad and abrupt announcement though for a lot of the people that have been working on his campaign they were interviewing people that were like I moved here on my own dime and I've been working so hard and it's they're sad. crying and yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is. I really I love Beto, and I mm-hmm. I, I uh, his his initial campaign announcement sort of fizzled, and then yep. he sort of because I thought he would be dark horse, but mm-hmm. it, it wasn't him, and and he's just decided that he doesn't have the funds or the resources, yeah, uh, to continue. And I think a couple other candidates are actually pulling resources to go all in on Iowa, right? Yeah, I think he just kind of experienced too big of a fall from grace, just fundraising and polling wise. Because if you remember, he had the second biggest opening fundraising twenty four hours of anyone in the democratic field he raised over six million dollars in the first 24 hours and the only person that had more fundraising was biden i think um and he was pulling around 10 percent in the first months of his campaign so he was looking like he could have been a contender <laughs> I could have been a contender. <laughs> but then since those days uh he's been polling below five percent and his fundraising numbers have not been good either his debate performances really haven't been super strong, and he's kind of had a tough time standing out on a stage that, in many ways, has been pulled to the left consistently. And he kind of has roots in this young, white, moderate group of people and voters. So he started his race, obviously, against Ted Cruz, largely appealing well, to those young, white moderates. And he has come out super left, like the mandatory gun buyback program on certain issues, right? But that kind of hurts him now when you think about him running for Senate. And it hurts him in Texas in general. Exactly. Well, yeah. Also, my question is, um, I, you're right. I do think that Beto is a lot more moderate than what a lot of the Democratic base wants right now. But I, but he does have a pretty like broad base of support from people of color in Texas too. I think. Yeah. As far as I know. Yeah. I I think it's interesting trying to make the transition from a state stage mm-hmm. to a national stage. Totally. I think he's probably considered pretty left for Texas. Yes, especially now. Yes. But then, yeah, I think like. Maybe that's why he didn't immediately announce that he'd be running for a Senate campaign because he's going to do sort of some some PR stuff, some getting back searching. into the roots of of, the, of his home state, some rest and rejuvenation. Yeah, but uh, so bye bye Beto, and mm. uh, thank you for your voice over the course of the campaign. I think that he's made. Um, <laughs> everybody's been saying he's like made the word fuck great again. <laughs> so that's yeah. also having his voice on the national stage because because of the media his his presidential campaign was getting after the shootings happened in El Paso yeah. he was like 
you know, I want to say, I don't know if eloquence is the right word considering he was like cursing, but he said he, right. he embodied the energy that so many people were feeling at that time. Definitely. And I think he did a fantastic job being a spokesperson and, and person of support for his entire state and city when they were going through that and still are going through that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I do kind of agree that people that are in general polling below 5%, maybe it's just time to drop out. Like the only thing that would make a number like 5% even remotely impressive is the fact that that percentage is split between 5 million candidates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not sustainable math. Exactly. AG, I think we need a sound clip that we start playing when people drop out of the race now. Oh, We need yes. something. We need like one that we keep using as more and more people drop out. Ah, uh, yeah, thing. that's true. Because Maddo has her poof. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been poofing Pick people. Hours. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we need one. Uh, maybe just the sound of beans being poured on something. Yeah. Or... Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Yeah, why I did that's that. weird. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Like uh, if you have any opening in space. Just <laughs> 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 oh, getting like sucked out of the hole. <laughs> While doing a black hole. <laughs> thing where they meet their untimely death. Yeah. No one can when hear When they enter a vacuum. That's, um... <laughs> but I agree. We do need a sound effect for that. Yeah. Um, any ideas? Hit us up on Twitter at Daily Beans Pod. Yes. And then really quick, talking about the next upcoming debates. The next Democratic debate is going to be the fifth one they've had so far. It's happening November 20th in Georgia. Uh, the DNC released in September some new polling and fundraising thresholds as well that are needed to participate in those November debates, uh, like more like a higher number of unique donors, for example. Uh, so we'll definitely see a smaller pool this time around. So far, the ones who have qualified are Biden, Booker, Buttigieg, Harris, Sanders, Tom Steyer, Warren, Yang, and Klobuchar. So that's nine, which is still a lot, but it's better than 12. <clears throat> that's already nine. I hope they're probably not going to split it up into two nights again. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Iowa's starting to look really interesting, too. I know uh, Harris is is uh, pulling her staff and, and pulling her resources and going all in on Iowa. So I think that that's an important um, sort of look into where where her head's at and her campaign's head is at. Mm-hmm. You know, if campaigns have heads. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's to, you know, to because if you win Iowa, that gives you a lot of momentum. Totally. Uh, going forward. And I know that uh, Buttigieg is number four now in Iowa. Warren is beating Biden. Um, and so it's Warren Biden Sanders Buttigieg. Damn. No, Warren 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 Biden Buttigieg Sanders. I think Buttigieg really? is beating Bernie's in fourth place in Iowa. I think so. Oh Let God, me check that's... that. I think a Buttigieg just came out and said this race is between me and Warren. He did. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I guess you can just say whatever. Um. um uh, let's see. Iowa. Uh, Warren Sanders Buttigieg Biden. So Sanders is number two. Biden cool. is number four. Buttigieg okay. is beating Biden in Iowa right now. Biden's Damn. fourth place in Iowa right now? Yep. Wow. That's that's pretty dope. Yeah. I think. Pretty dope. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I've got the polling here on 538 as of the 1st of November. And it says, yeah, Warren, 22%. Sanders, 19%. Buttigieg, 18%. And Biden, 17 So they're all kind of... Huh, Sanders, close. Buttigieg, and Biden are all kind of neck and neck. And um, Warren is like... Way is, is way Well, yeah, yeah. relatively yeah, ahead yeah. of them. So good good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Very much good for her. Yeah. And I think huh. that... I think that also in New Hampshire, which is one of the first couple of states as well, I think it's mm-hmm. Warren or Sanders in first place. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. progressive. Yeah. I, I mean, wish. I don't know. I just wish Kamala were polling higher. She, mm-hmm. She's just not right now. I know. It does not make much sense to me either that she's not polling higher. The same. same. Yeah. Just especially in juxtaposition to Buddha Judge and Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Biden has a whole vice presidency thing, I guess. 
Yeah, he does. Yeah, but like Kamala, I would think, would be way ahead of Buttigieg. Well, you would think, but, and this is just totally my own personal opinion. This is not backed up by much. Um, (laughs) You know, I'm just kidding. You know, I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. I think it's, there's going to be a certain amount of support for Pete Buttigieg just based on the fact of his sexuality. Mm -hmm. Like not saying that he doesn't have merits and he hasn't had an important career and gotten things done, but I think there's a lot of support for like a first gay president or whatever. I mean, I certainly have talked to a few people like that. Um, Also, he was mayor of a town where Kamala was AG of California, so there's like a little bit more of a record to scrutinize for people. Definitely, although he's also faced scrutiny for his actions too. absolutely. But I mean, in general, I think society holds women of color to a certain standard that they're not holding white men to. Right, which also plays into maybe what you said. Don't get mad at me for saying that, guys. <laughs> just Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're not saying. Just an observation. Yeah, yes. exactly. And I think that that also plays to what you said earlier, which is that people are maybe putting him ahead because he is queer, because he's gay. But then talk about historic, having a black woman in mm-hmm. the presidency mm-hmm. is incredible. Yeah. And so, I also think that there's certain people... Yeah, so why doesn't she get that boost? Right, he almost he gets, gets yeah. like, sort of like what maybe amounts to just white well, this privilege. Is where, well, this is where over... the whole concept of intersectionality comes into play, right? Where it's like, you know, not like, not, I, some right-wing people will call this like the oppression Olympics, but it's what people, you know, who've studied sociology would call, you know, or or a lot of feminists would just say intersectional feminism. Yeah. So it's like, what are, when you look at the historical context of your oppression, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But I also think that like, there are a lot of people who are like the progressive base right now of young people who are going to choose Bernie or Elizabeth over Kamala just based on their quote unquote progressive records. Yeah, definitely. I think so. As opposed to I think so Kamala. too. I personally definitely prefer, I think, a more progressive voting voting record uh, than I would Yeah, Kamala totally. just on principle in terms of who's going to, you know, be the president, but she's still absolutely a badass. She's rad. And would do a fantastic job, I think, in that role. But we talk about yeah. her being the AG pick as a mm-hmm. super. I struggle with certain positions of hers only because I don't know what they are. Because I feel like her message is not as like clear cut as some yeah. of the other candidates. And I feel that and, same and way the, about this Biden. debate structure doesn't help her Definitely. or anyone really. No. Yeah. Yeah. But even still, when I've tried and to like, listen she gets, to longer interviews. she gets less time, too, mm-hmm. uh, on the debate stage. So mm-hmm. there's there's like eight million variables and totally. factors that you have to weigh. And um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm just a little... I just bummed that she hasn't I done better. I feel like she should be doing better. Mm-hmm. Uh, not yeah. because not for the fault of her home, but not because of things she's not doing, but because of things we're not doing, mm-hmm. or things we're not paying attention to. Yeah, not us specifically, or not you specifically, listener. Just the country in general, mm-hmm. and that I think a lot of that has to do with flyover independent white voters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. you know, then we have the progressive arm that that sees her, and and this is just from me talking to other progressives mm-hmm. who see her as a cop, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah, it is so hard too because those folks that are. But I think we need law and order, right? Uh, right now. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. No, sorry. Yeah, no, no, that was my bad. Um, and to that point too, I think people like Sanders and Warren, they don't have nearly the judicial background that she does, mm-hmm. and just by the nature of our judicial system, which has rampant systemic racism in it mm-hmm. she's obviously going to be tied to those things for upholding those things by even participating in that branch yeah as much as she did versus someone like sanders who has kind of just been like a super consistent not prosecuting people over mm-hmm. his career just voting very consistently kind of person it's just a way different comparison 
totally. Yeah. I mean, I think there was a lot that you could scrutinize about her record. And if you were looking, you know, if you were if you were looking for certain things or trying to avoid certain things, you might judge her differently. Yeah. I just think, yeah. you know, especially with Buddha Judge's record with the chief of police and all mm-hmm. that other stuff that mm-hmm. didn't get fired. And, and like, why is that yeah. not mm-hmm. affecting him as negatively as some I, other things are affecting her? I also, it's just it's just it seems odd to me. It just I don't quite understand it i i yeah. i, I want to look more closely at the polling numbers and maybe look at some less uh empirical evidence and more subjective polling to find out like what's what is going on there yeah. i also want to point out just before we move on that i don't think that pete Buttigieg's support is only because he is gay i say this as a gay person right you know? i don't that's not the case there's lots of things to love about him i'm just saying you know yeah it is a factor i think i think it it's a huge factor in also his multifaceted personality mm-hmm. and personhood right it's like he's seen as moderate talking about appealing to young white mm-hmm. moderate voters but he's very progressive in other ways mm-hmm. so there's just a level of nuance to him that i think people appreciate but same with kamala yeah that's why so, i don't get it yeah i do think it's not a coincidence that no person of color has broken into the top four even yeah, like exactly. recently i mean look the top three candidates right now are all Old straight white people, mm-hmm. as opposed to the you know the or just, woman, of, just young woman of color or the young gay guy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But also, we have three great people in certain ways who are the top three candidates right now. Yeah, and a lot of people are also more concerned about who can beat Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we who have can some... who can steal these voters away? These mm-hmm. more independent, more moderate, and even more a little bit right leaning voters. Yeah, uh, particularly suburban mothers and shit like that. And so you know you, that's a lot of that. A lot of it's coming from that mm-hmm. as well because b- Democrats vote for who they love the most, but they also vote for who they think can beat Trump. Totally. And and whether they're correct or not as to why someone can or can't beat Trump, it's yeah. just there's just these inherent things that they think. It's this yeah. really interesting like dilemma that you have because you only have two parties here where you're like, okay, like do we want someone who goes further to the right to get all these like independent and moderate voters, or do we want to go further to the left and like energize the young people who will give them a reason to show up? Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's part of the reason I feel like Justin Trudeau won the Canadian election in 2015 was because young people came out in force because he promised big things like legalizing marijuana well this has always been a problem in our in our country with our two-party system because you have a binary choice and the primary versus the general the primary the primary voters Mm -hmm. are going to be more to the left Mm -hmm. on the democratic side and primary voters for republicans are going to be more to the right Mm -hmm. and then after you win the primary you have to sort of finagle your way back to the middle so that you're electable in a general election Mm -hmm. and there are a a grand number of democrats who think if i go too far left they're not going to be able to come back to the middle and they'll lose right and that's just been going on since i've been able to vote mm-hmm. honestly uh, yeah. and and it, it it's one of the downfalls of our binary two-party system mm-hmm. yeah totally so yeah hmm. anyway interesting discussion thank yeah, you very is. much and also uh what do you have on uh, the the washington post is reporting about the nationals visiting the, the white house which yes. I'm, I'm upset about yeah <laughs> so they were invited but one of them is not going sean for, doolittle for hamburgers yeah <laughs> Um, Sean Doolittle, he's their pitcher, uh, pitcher for the Washington Nationals. He is very publicly declining the White House invitation after they won the World Series. He said that I don't want to hang out with somebody who talks like that, which I think is obviously fucking awesome that he said that. Uh, he also went on to say so he just super rad. I know. He, I love him. Yeah. He said there's a lot of things, policies that I disagree with. But at the end of the day, it has more to do with the divisive rhetoric and the enabling of conspiracy theories and widening the divide in this country, uh, he told 
journalists. He also said, my wife and I stand for inclusion and acceptance, and we've done work with refugees, people that come from, you know, the shithole countries. I have a brother-in-law who has autism, and Trump is a guy that mocked a disabled reporter. How would I explain that to him, that I hung out with somebody who mocked the way that he talked or the way that he moves his hands? I can't get past that stuff. People say you should go because it's about respecting the office of the president, and I think over the course of his time in office, he's done a lot of things that maybe don't respect the office. Ugh. So he's fucking badass. Yeah, yeah. good and beer too. And a ginger. Great. Yeah, and a ginger. High five. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> ginger with big wingspans. Yeah, some Maria Butina counter work there. Ah, mm, <laughs> yeah. She's not even a real redhead, though, I don't think. No. Yeah. But anyway, that is awesome. It, it's... I'm curious to see if more players join his side in that. I would like to see the the it's scheduled for Monday, November fourth. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see if uh, any other players. I think there they, there's talk of other players who aren't willing to go, but this is really the only story I've seen so far about someone speaking out as to why. Mm-hmm. They've been taking the lead, man. They should have pulled a Megan Rapino, and nobody should have gone. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Just saying. Yeah, I agree, but they're able to expressed i don't know whatever themselves i guess in whichever way they want even though it sets i think kind of bad awful examples actually for young athletes that follow them and other people that follow them yeah whatever (laughs) yeah they have a they have a really good opportunity here to make a point Mm -hmm. uh and from let's see from msnbc a tiny look into the massive undertaking uh that has been going on to placate and avoid confusing donald trump (laughs) We've heard a lot of stories, especially from books written by people close to Trump, like Fear, uh, about the lengths Trump staff will go to uh, to prevent him from getting information that could upset or confuse him <laughs> or even to, you know, pass policy that, you know, that, like when Porter was taking stuff off his desk, he's like, just just take it away. He'll forget that he wants to do that yeah. just so that they can't so he won't pass these policies oh my god but earlier this week trump tweeted that he'd never heard of colonel vindman and at first that sounds like a lie uh, much like the manafort only worked for me for a couple of months or papa Dop was just a coffee boy but the story with vindman's a little different after Zelensky's inauguration in may vindman wanted to brief trump on the change in leadership but was told not to attend the debriefing last minute because trump's advisors worried it might confuse trump because you see at the time trump thought uh, Kashyap Patel, a longtime Nunes aide, was actually the NSC's Ukraine expert. And Vindman testified that Fiona Hill told him that. And his boss at a, uh, uh, told him and his boss that, like, later. And that's uh, Fiona Hill is the guy who was, or the lady who mm-hmm. Tim Morrison replaced. Mm-hmm. So Trump didn't even know who his top expert to Ukraine was. He thought it was some Nunes aide. And so they, they told Vindman not to go in and brief him. Oh my god. So that wouldn't confuse him and upset him. So now we have people hiding documents to prevent Trump from making policy errors and with Vinman we have White House staff refusing to have him attend a briefing so as not to confuse him. And this weekend we learned about more people hiding information from the president to protect him. Saturday, uh, as you probably have heard, BuzzFeed got their first Mueller document release from the Department of Justice when they handed over heavily redacted interviews between Mueller and Bannon, Cohen, and Gates. In these documents, we learned that Cohen told Mueller they hid Russia information from Trump to keep him out of the know in preparation for Cohen's testimony to Congress. Uh, We also learned that Manafort started the Ukraine hacked us conspiracy theory, calling it the inside job theory as early as 2016. 
Uh, and a couple other th- key takeaways, including the smoking gun we've been talking about, that Trump lied to Mueller about having foreknowledge of the WikiLeaks dump. Bannon confirmed Kushner and Ivanka were vacationing with a Russian oligarch in the summer of 2016. Manafort was actually advising the Trump campaign right up until the election. And the campaign hid that from the public. And there's a lot more. We go over the documents in detail in the latest episode of Mueller, she wrote, in the hot notes. So check out that episode for everything revealed in these documents. It's it's That's so crazy. It's crazy town. That is so crazy, too, that that means... Manafort, who's working with a lot of Ukrainians to peddle conspiracy theories, are peddling conspiracy theories that are against their own government, mm-hmm. but they don't care because They're they doing can it benefit on half of Russia, though. R- right, and then sort of against the Ukraine. Yes, that's or Ukraine. Excuse me. That's true, but simultaneously, there are still people that are like corrupt, kind of leftovers. It seems that tend to linger in that government anyway. Still, right? Yeah. So it's like. No one's completely safe. They're kind of throwing fire around, just not really... It's just so crazy. Obviously not caring about the longevity of Ukraine. Obviously. Well, and it makes Ukraine an easy target, doesn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. To to extort and bribe and to get them to do what you want them to do. Yeah. Uh, Especially with Russia knocking at their back door like they've been since 2014 when Mm -hmm. they invaded Crimea and the eastern province. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Ugh. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, We have more news. We'll be right back. This episode of The Daily Beans is brought to you by Native Deodorant. I can tell you from personal experience, it can be incredibly difficult to find an aluminum-free deodorant that really works. And that's why I'm so excited to share with you guys that I've finally found one in Native Deodorant. They use safe, simple ingredients like coconut oil, baking soda, and shea butter, while avoiding chemicals, parabens, talc, nuclear waste, glutens. I don't know. They just avoid everything bad. Uh, And, you know, sometimes other deodorants use these chemicals, not the nuclear waste, but you know what I mean. But I do know that Native has tested thousands of ingredients to find a recipe that feels light and fresh under your arms while providing you with effective protection against odor and wetness. Native deodorant comes in a variety of fresh scents like coconut and vanilla, lavender and rose, cucumber and mint. Um, And it's a solid that goes on easily and since it doesn't contain aluminum it won't stain your clothes they have over 8,000 five-star reviews and have been featured on the today show good morning america and more best of all there's free shipping on every order and if you don't absolutely love their deodorant they'll give you a full refund no questions asked so you can even subscribe and save 17 percent and have native delivered to your door every one two three or four months and now for 20 percent off your first purchase you can visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code dailybeans at checkout that's nativedeodorant.com and use promo Promo code DAILYBEANS at checkout. You'll be glad you did. All right, so this is a big story. Uh, In Ukraine, the quid pro quo may have started long before the phone call um, that we've been talking about in the impeachment inquiry. In an op-ed from David Ignatius at the Washington Post, uh, he says that when Ukraine shelved those Manafort cases and, and got a White House meeting a week later after Giuliani spoke to him, they also bought the javelins. So this is that whole very first conspiracy uh, that actually exists that we were talking about with Ukraine. And we mentioned this this week in Mueller, she wrote, too. Uh, This is before Zelensky was elected, Um, because basically there were, I think, four Manafort cases going on. And after they had a call, from my understanding, those four cases were shelved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then a week later, that president got a White House meeting. Hmm. Because Giuliani went and spoke Mm -hmm. to him. So that's the timeline. Giuliani goes to Ukraine. Then all of a sudden, they stop cooperating with the Manafort cases with Mueller. Then a week later, the Ukrainian president gets 
a meeting at the White House mm. uh, and javelins. Uh, Jerry Connolly, one of the Oversight and Foreign Affairs Committee uh, members, said Wednesday during a closed-door deposition, if I were an enterprising reporter, I would spend a little time on the issue of javelin missiles. Yep. So, that's very telling. And this is all from David Look Ignatius. Look over here. Yeah. Look. <laughs> Look up here. Uh, Rick Perry uh, will be, the, well, probably not, but is the first cabinet member to be called to testify in impeachment probe. I say he'd probably be the first cabinet member to testify. Yeah. I don't know that he's going to. <laughs> I'm in that statement. Uh, and as we know, it was Perry, Volker, and Sunderland that they called the three amigos. And uh, Perry resigned last month, but a Wall Street Journal article reported that he's been asked to appear as part of the impeachment hearings. Perry's chief of staff, Brian McCormick, has been subpoenaed to testify Monday, and they've subpoenaed John Eisenberg. That's the NSC's top legal advisor. Perry said he won't testify in closed session, but he might show up. I might be willing to show up in a public hearing, and if only I could bring my lawyer. Hmm. <laughs> so he's that's his thing. That's what he's saying. Um, so he prefers the public session? Yeah, with his lawyer. Huh. Yeah. I wonder, it seems like, yeah, you'd be more p- protected behind closed doors. But not if you're going to release all the transcripts. Yeah. yeah. And part of their thing, too, is to get, like, sound bites on TV in front of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I guess I'm thinking that I'm not entirely convinced he's going to be a total, like, Lewandowski piece of shit. Yeah, I think you. I think if you're the Dems, you want the closed door deposition so you know what they're going to testify to before you do the public hearing, and that's why he wants to erase that so that he can sort of say what he wants and yeah. have his lawyer there. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's going to be a, a Lewandowski, but on, like on a on a scale from Vinman to Lewandowski, I think he's more in the middle. Mm-hmm. I think he's more like a, I don't know, who Sunland maybe. Yeah. Either way, probably well, someone lied. <laughs> I think Perry would lie. Yeah. <laughs> so, you think Perry's going to lie too. I think so. Hmm. I was beautifully reminded by NPR of Rick Perry's snafu for getting the, what was it, the fourth agency or something? Yeah, he couldn't remember oh, the agencies third. he was going to cut. Was third? Yeah, yeah, and it was the agency that he heads. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Never forget that thing that happened. <laughs> Sorry. That was Everywhere like such as. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, this whole thing, just like any good prosecution, they're working from the outside in, right? They're starting with the lower level players and moving up. And now we're at the inner, inner circle closest to the president. And that's why I think this week, most of the people who are been, have been called to testify because um, Engel of the foreign, uh, uh, foreign Affairs Committee has said that this is going to be the last week of private like closed door depositions. And so this is the last week they're getting all the Trump inner circle people as you, as the time, as time goes on, fewer and fewer people I think are going to agree to testify. We'll see what happens. Um, but you know, if you remember Vindman testified, Eisenberg told him not to tell anyone about the phone call after he stashed it in the mm-hmm. code word classified system. Uh, to limit its access. And he refused to make the edits requested by Vindman that were omitted when Trump talked about Biden tapes Mm -hmm. and Burisma. Washington Post also reported Friday that Vindman testified he received the instruction not to tell anyone about the call from Eisenberg after White House lawyers learned July 29th that the CIA employee had raised concerns about the call. So after the whistleblower started raising concerns, Eisenberg asked Vindman, uh, if he talked to any other officials about the call and then instructed him not to have any further conversations about the matter. Mm. So that's interesting. And it Eisenberg's is. one of the people who's being called to testify this week. I don't think he'll show up either. Then in a report Friday from the Associated Press, we found out Eisenberg couldn't have actually stashed the call in the system, that super code word classified system, by himself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they just keep 
imagining them literally stashing papers into like a thing. So, uh, I need help. I don't know if it's because, I mean, the impeachment inquiry focuses on two White House lawyers. I don't know if it's because you need like two thumbprints to open it up. Yeah. I don't know what the, like, I don't, two keys. I don't know what the yeah. thing is. Uh, but that means he would have had to give someone else reasons as to why the call needed to be placed in the server mm. when he asked help for, you know, putting it in there. So, like, he, he would have to go to somebody and say, I need you to help me stash this. And they would have said, why? Uh, and he would have had to give them reasons. Or if they did it, they also would have been now, like, aiding and abetting that. Mm-hmm. So who who was that? And are there evidence? Is there evidence of those reasons? Mm-hmm. I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, also... Your two favorite people, um, Meadows and Jordan, Yuck. are helping Trump with uh, his counter impeachment strategy. <laughs> so from CNN, the two Republican congressmen are offering guidance to Trump's lawyers responsible for developing his impeachment defense plan. Okay. <laughs> okay. How is that okay? Well, uh, it is. It just is. Uh, and They're rigging. They're trying to rig the whole process as it's coming in front of their face. Well, I, let me get to this because I'll answer that question. Yeah. Um, both are from the House Freedom Caucus. Both have been in depositions, all of them. Uh, the assistance they're giving to the White House uh, Counsel's office is informal and primarily aimed at helping the White House get an inside look at the allegations and finding potential weak points and to gauge the seriousness of the allegations from the testimony that is so far painting a damaging picture of Trump's conduct. But Uh, The White House hasn't commented, but Meadows says he's just sharing broad characterizations because, like you said, Jordan, House rules prevent them from sharing details of the testimony with the president. Mm -hmm. Uh, Quote, Jim Jordan and I have tried to abide by the rules as much as we possibly can. (laughs) Okay, I doubt that. You've tried to break the rules as much as you possibly can. (laughs) Other way. How about you just abide by the rules and do or do not. There is no try. Yes. (laughs) So keep that in mind as we move forward. Trump is clearly getting, I think, all the details of the investigations mm-hmm. into him. And he, and he has the power to bribe the jury by giving money, uh, you know, election money to senators in, in the Congress, mm-hmm. which will serve as his jury. Yeah. And that's two things no other criminal would ever have access to. Right. So without a joint defense agreement and probably in total violation of House rules, I yeah. am 100% certain that Jordan and Meadows are sharing details with Trump so that he can prepare for this. They, they, they tried to do this uh, during the Mueller investigation when Burr and Nunes were, you know, Burr from the Senate, Nunes from the House, were, were sharing these details with yes. with the White House. They had secret meetings about it that we knew about, so they weren't very good at secrets. Yeah, yeah, that totally is like a member of the jury trying to craft the narrative that is ultimately going to be decided by the by jury. The jury. Mm-hmm. But... That's but these like, are these are House members, so right, yeah. So I know the whole point of an impartial so this jury is, is out the window. So this is investigators telling the criminal what they're investigating, so that they can prep, and then meanwhile, the criminal is paying off his jury. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. So it's an uphill battle either way. I, uh, like I said, I think he'll get impeached in the House, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, what happens in the GOP Senate? I'm not sure. I think if public a circus. interest <laughs> is uh, a, a, above 60%, you might see some dominoes start to fall. But really, he's paying people to not, yeah, to, 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 you know, back him. Yeah, it is very strange that an impartial jury is required for something like if you had 
you know, one joint too many in your pocket. But then when it comes to like deciding if the president is fit to run our country, there is no such thing as an impartial jury. No way. But, you know, (laughs) people always say, like like you said, 60 percent is kind of the magic number. And like sort of. And that's based on my own thought. That's not. No, of course. From any historical. Well, no, I'm seeing that on TV and stuff. You know, people, people, more people are saying this. And I think that's kind of goes hand in hand with that idea that like politics only change when culture does. It has to be the people who are demanding of something before they're going to budge because that that doesn't serve their personal interests. So, I mean, this is really only going to happen if if the people in these Republican districts kick up a fuss. Mm -hmm. I think that's the only way it's going to pass the Senate. Mm hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. No. Hey, man, have some hope. We need 20. Right? (laughs) I mean, look, I'm I'm here. I'm delivering you a shred of optimism. Yes. Thank you. More more impossible things have happened. 20 senators. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again. think of something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, with these um, Mueller grand jury materials or the BuzzFeed FOIA request stuff, we have Gates testifying that uh, Trump lied, basically. Uh, to Mueller. Um, I think that the Mueller grand jury materials will show that more documentary evidence as opposed to just hearing it from Rick Gates's mm-hmm. testimony and to, you know, to the, to the Mueller team. Here's something to back this up. Here's my theory. I think it could maybe possibly happen because more and more things are coming out and it's just becoming like, I know that there are people who will always support Trump, but there are people, who, there are people who will start, you know, this will add up to them. And Trump got booed at a UFC game. Yeah. So there game? we go. I saw that. Whatever. I don't sports. I'm a match. I'm fight. a I'm a theater gay. I do not sports. That was really, really of it. UFC game. Um <laughs> UFC match. Um he got booed there. And it, I the only I'm York. telling you, I've been watching so many sports clips recently only to watch Donald Trump get booed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. Well UFC so. is very like I mean, it's not I guess it is kind of nationalist by nature because you but but there's like bipartisan support for people from all around the Mm -hmm. world and i think in a strange way of course you are bringing those people together to beat the shit out of each other but aside from that people yeah exactly it's a beautiful global support system they have probably thought he was gonna get his support at a ufc match but really it was just joe rogan listeners yeah (laughs) yeah totally i've never watched a ufc match before so i'm kind of talking out of my ass i have watched is ronda ronda Rousey? rousey she's a ufc chick right yeah, I she, think so. Or MMA? Is there a difference? Is it the same thing? You, you, we're gonna gonna sound stupid. Okay, <laughs> someone. <explain laughs> I don't this. have those answers. Yeah, yeah someone no email idea. us. Send a correction. Oh, that's the, for the other show. Bro, sports. So tweet us. Tweet yeah. us at Daily Beans Pod and <laughs> describe the difference between all MMA, these MMA, UFC, UFC. Yeah, I would imagine, I although I'm completely talking out of my ass, that that people who are into UFC are a little more moderate. Uh, then maybe baseball fans in DC where the nationals where the, he yeah. got booed for them. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, but this was also in New York mm-hmm. with, you know, and so yeah. you're going to have a lot of New Yorkers who have hated him since the eighties. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's just, it, uh, personally, it's just nice to hear him get booed. Yeah, I agree. Watch. He's going to tr- like say that people are taking away his right to sports. 
or something because he's just getting booed every fucking place he goes into. Yeah, well, I, and a lot of people complain about that. Like Mitch McConnell, I can't go out to eat anymore without having turtles thrown at my face or whatever the fuck <laughs> happens. Matt Gates is like, can't go to bars and hit on women uh, without milkshakes. You know, whatever it is, they, they are mad that they can't go out into public anymore. There was a whole Esquire article we covered in Mueller. She wrote about how uh, Trump supporters in D.C. are mad because they can't find anyone uh-huh. to have, get their, they can't find anyone to bone. Yeah, can you Nobody. imagine Matt Gates trying to pick someone up? Like, I'll drive. No, thanks. No, you won't. (laughs) I wonder how much Matt Gates has invested in Uber. Yeah. (laughs) It's but yeah, it's just. I mean, the 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 beautiful irony, and we'll go over this in Schadenfreude a little bit more, is that I do think that UFC fans are probably a little more um, conservative, conservative than the DC. If he went to a NASCAR, uh, he wouldn't get booed. For example, maybe yeah, that's who like knows. A, and I'm not NASCAR shaming. Right. I'm just, but maybe saying. that's the test case. Maybe that, like, you, you ever like throw a, a spaghetti at the wall to see if it's done? Yeah. yeah. Maybe this is how we test Trump impeachment support is by ah. sending him to a NASCAR game. That's and true. if he gets booed, ah. it's time. It's that is time. brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of Republicans would be like, uh oh. Yeah. Right. In the Senate. That's what I want to see. Okay. Yeah. I want. I want. I want Republicans in the Senate. We'll know. We'll know if he has the support. But things are shifting if he goes right. to a NASCAR game and gets booed. So yeah. definitely not the NBA. They hate him. Um, and definitely not, well, we know baseball's already bad, especially in cities. And mm-hmm. there's uh, baseball's over until then. I want to go to a NASCAR game in the South and see him get booed. Uh, oh, hockey, God. he'd get booted at a hockey game for certain. Um, oh, his, his puck's thrown on uh, his face. Football, NFL. Uh, I think it depends on the city. Yeah. I feel like football, yeah, it's also just so universally watched yeah. by like everybody. Mm-hmm. I think you get booted at a football game. Yeah, I think so too. But NASCAR would be the... Especially if it's like a Kaepernick game. This is a cathartic conversation. Thank you. Kaepernick's also, not playing anymore though, huh? Or is he? No, he's not. Also, WWE would be an interesting test because oh. Trump used to be part of it. Mm-hmm. And Linda yep. McMahon, uh, who you know runs one of his secret super PACs, Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's under investigation, and she's uh, Vince McMahon's wife. Uh, I think, yeah, I think NASCAR, maybe WWE. I'd like to know if he'd get booed. Yeah. There. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I read somewhere that the stock prices of of uh, WWE just dropped drastically, and the, the McMahons personally lost about three hundred million dollars. Well, good because I sense. I like wrestling, but I think that what they did to their play, the to the wrestlers yes. by not offering mm-hmm. them insurance and yep. benefits and basically using them up until their bodies. We're yep. destroyed and deteriorating. Uh, is shameful, shameful, shameful. It is, which makes me think they would be pro boo if he walked in, considering his role on upholding that organization. Perhaps. Although I have also heard that some fans are like, "Fuck the rules. We want." Well, I guess benefits wouldn't really affect them, but other regulations on making it like a more safe environment. I guess they. It, but well, no. I remember reading an article and the fans were super on board with the people that were protesting. So I take everything I just said back. Yeah. Boo Trump. (laughs) They will do it. You're right. Let's get him to a NASCAR game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. Look. No, it's okay. I I don't. I I wish I could. I can explain a tiny bit about softball because I was forced to play. And I can explain a tiny bit about hockey because I'm from Canada, so I was forced to attend games. But in general, a lot of sports I can tell you. Pardon? What's icing? What do you mean? Like Smirnoff icing? No, uh, (laughs) hockey. Oh. Anyone who, like, I can't explain icing. Icing. And I I know what it is, but I can't explain it. 
I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'm failing here. I'm so sorry, Canadians. I'm really sorry. (laughs) Icing's hard. I'm sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, But yeah, in general sports and me. Smirnoff icing, we know. Not really knowledgeable. And I only know about Smirnoff icing because they do it at Trump's uh, personnel office. UFC game. (laughs) (laughs) Send it to a NASCAR game. I'm excited. Uh, Yeah, but seriously, seriously. This is my new... This is my new dream. I would love to see Trump go to a NASCAR game <laughs> and be booed. I don't think it would happen, but who knows? We'll see. And you're right. I think it could turn the GOP Senate. Mm-hmm. We'll be back with more after this message. Do you experience stress or have anxiety or chronic pain or do you have trouble sleeping at least once a week? You are not alone. Many of us do. Uh, personally, I've had many issues that may or may not have started right around November 2016. <laughs> Truthfully, though, as a veteran with PTS, I've dealt with heightened stress, anxiety and difficulty sleeping for years. I was searching for anything that would help. And then I discovered Feels Premium CBD. I have found that Feels CBD has greatly helped naturally alleviate my anxiety, reduce stress, pain and sleeplessness. Feels is super easy to use. I just place a few drops under the tongue and within minutes I can feel the difference. Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high hangover or addiction. Feels offers a free CBD hotline and text message support to help guide your personal experience. Join the Feels community to get the Feels CBD delivered directly to your doorstep every month. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel anytime. If you want to feel better for reals, try Feels. Feels has me feeling my best every day, and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash beans, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash beans to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels, F-E-A-L-S dot com slash beans. You'll be glad you did. All right, welcome back. What is going on with this absolutely disgusting testimony from Ken Cuccinelli? Yes, so on Wednesday, uh, Ken Cuccinelli, who's the acting head of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, went to Congress, and he said that the idea to end the protections for immigrants who are facing life-threatening illnesses was entirely his idea. He went there and took full credit, unabashedly. Um, he The only thing that he admitted to was that maybe the program wasn't rolled out in the best way, but that's pretty much all that he said in terms of any sort of self-awareness or regrets. The program was ended without notice in August under him, and people were served uh, letters saying that they needed to get out of the country within 33 days or face serious consequences. And so these are letters that people... Aside from the death that they would face if they stopped having the medical treatment they were getting. Exactly. The policy was reversed, though, in September by Michelinan, who is now gone, as we know, and Cuginelli was apparently one of Trump's top choices but this guy is like so hated by Republicans and Democrats alike. Wasn't he the one who wanted to change the poem on the Statue of Liberty? Oh God, yes. Tired and hungry. If they can stay on their own two feet. Yeah. 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 And he um, he's like truly, okay, so he also did this thing where he he started or he was at the head of a Republican organization that was dedicated to unseating Republican incumbents. So he does not have a lot of support either, actually, like within Congress. So he has like zero loyalty to anyone. Yes. And he's a dick. Yeah. Like, okay. congratulations on being the most hated man in the White House. <laughs> that is truly just not liked by anybody. And he's smug looking, too. He's got a Lewandowski look about him. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Just gross. Um, it does look, though, Trump, there, there's like all this confusion right now at the DHS and, and who is actually in charge of the DHS because Trump came out and said that he's tapping Chad Wolf 
to be the new head and that is chad wolf that is such a fucking that's like the movie the hangover in one name is that is that <laughs> chad wolf. Is that dick wolf's brother yeah just chad wolf such a fucking there's too many chads in the bro. white house already i agree yeah god just gross but anyway so Probably not going to get the nomination because everybody hates him and it looks like Chad Wolf is going to get it once Mikalinen steps down officially. I think it's supposed to happen November 11th. Yeah, I think it's this month. Yeah. Uh, and that's weird because, I mean, Kuchinelli, because they had all those hearings in Congress and then they said, okay, we're going to rescind it and they can stay. But then the the people who were supposed to be deported never heard anything and now they're, st- they're still living in fear of being deported at any minute. And so they bring in Cuccinelli and he's like, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, we'll see. Like, he was mm-hmm. just really, like, teflon He wouldn't answer any questions really directly except for, yeah, it was all my idea. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's what we wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, people questioning him was like, look, what, what, do you, what did you expect them to do? Do you expect their families to pack up and just go? And he's like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And it was just, it was a horrible to watch. And, yeah, I could see why he's one of the most hated people in the White House, but not Definitely. too many people saw that testimony because there's just so much else going on. And I think that's one of the ways Trump operates. Yeah. Yeah, right. You have so much bullshit happening and then there's this very, very insidious nature of everything that's happening underneath. It's scary and sad. Yeah. Terrible, terrible man. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, time for a little schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. To make you feel better, this is kind of an old story, but uh, I don't think we covered it, and I wanted to tell you. Uh, remember the pharma bro, Martin Shkreli, mm-hmm. former CEO of Turing Pharmaceuticals that, that hiked, fucking guy. hiked up the price of HIV drug yep. uh, Daraprim by more than 5,000%? Uh, he was found guilty on securities fraud, nothing that having to do with hiking up the drug prices, but he was found guilty on securities fraud in 2017 by cheating investors on two failed hedge funds that had to do with a different pharmaceutical company he worked at. Well, he appealed that case, uh, and the judge... Um, had confused the jury, saying the judge confused the jury. That was his appeal. He's like, oh, the judge confused the jury with their instructions. And this past July, uh, the Second Circuit denied his appeal, ordered him to stay in prison, and affirmed he has to forfeit $7.3 million, pay 400000 in restitution, and a $75,000 fine. So Nice. You know what? I missed that. I'm glad you're telling us about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people uh, have missed it. It seems to be making the rounds again, and I'm like, that's a really good shot in Freud and we yeah. should just let everybody know that that really awesome thing happened. I enjoy that. That honestly seems like not enough money, but <laughs> no, whatever. <laughs> he has so much, so much money. Yeah, he does. It's gross. Um, all right, let's get social. Hashtag. Hashtag this weekend is hash Trump booed again <laughs> at the UFC game. <laughs> Hashtag UFC game. Hashtag booed again. Uh, yeah. Sounds like another person. Trump booed again. Yeah, it does. That's boot again. Boot again. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, yep, he went to a UFC fight. Um, some some people say like this one person uh countered the 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 booing video and said no over when my section everybody was cheering and there's like eight really rich people clapping uh and that doesn't count that does not count at all. and you can hear the boos in the background so it's like you're just no <laughs> keeping you mean of money to buy to the private jet yes <laughs> yeah. So oh, oh, yeah they were all all the chads were there <laughs> in the rich box uh, Chad's in the rich box at the UFC game. I wish I was there. Hmm. 
I want to experience that. A boo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Just a good boo. How do we find out what games he's going to be at so that we can show up to boo? You're, we probably can't because oh, Secret okay. Service is yeah. on top of Damn. that shit now. He probably just does it like last minute so no one knows. Yeah. Surprise. Mm. I wonder if Matt Gates is trying to cozy up to Trump so that he can like afford himself Secret Service privileges uh, on account of his association with how with the awfulness of Trump. Probably. I mean, Trump brought Matt Gates to the baseball exactly. game instead of his own son. Yeah. So now Matt Gates could be like, I've been milkshed. I've been booed. <laughs> I'm fucking people hate I need, me. I need, I need all the security. Help. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably real. And then he gets to get more pity and more fucking same Nunez approach he's just i ugh there's just something so off-putting about matt gates mm-hmm. and i and i mean aside from the fact that he's a giant douche mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah he just i can't i can't put my finger on it but it, it's like he tweeted today uh i think horse whisperer said you deserve a you you serve a district so partisan a red pile of shit could win <laughs> and he said I, re- I represent more uniformed military than any other member of congress the people i serve my bosses they've expressed an elite level of patriotism so that you have the right to be an anonymous jerk on twitter say what you will about me you aren't worthy to attack my voters so yeah interesting God. interesting uh, i hate it yeah me too but i mean what else are we going to do besides throw milkshakes at him? Yeah, that's true. When there's no other <laughs> course of action, you turn to milkshakes. Yep. And then I would be remiss if I didn't play this clip because I'll tell you why afterwards. But this is an, a, a public service announcement um, from Fox News, uh, a guy named Waters, and he wants to tell you something about service dogs. So check this out real quick because it's I think it's important. And he can't wait. So thank you and thank Nero for your service. I appreciate it. Thanks. If, if I could, could I throw a PSA out real quick? Real quick. Uh, just the, the remarkable nature of these dogs and, and them being highlighted in the news creates a, a huge demand by people that, that frankly shouldn't have them. If, uh, if you see the, the coverage and you decide, I want one of these dogs, either buy a finished, trained, uh, you know, fully trained and, and finished dog from a professional, uh, or just, just don't get one at all. Um, and Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> oh, Thank you for that commentary. All right, Mike. I think my favorite part is the lady laughing at the end going, oh, oh shit. God. That guy was also on CNN. So when I saw that clip, I was like, oh, he's really making the rounds, isn't he? And then that's just <laughs> fucking amazing. He didn't do that on CNN. Ah. Now, I mean, you know how I feel about the Epstein thing, but the, the Epstein memes that are going around right now are just hilarious. And that was seriously made me laugh out loud. So um, very fun. Anyway, I I wanted to share that with you so that you could all get a good laugh today. Yeah. <laughs> that chick has a very contagious laugh too. Yeah, it was good. It was yeah. good. That was great. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I love I love when people troll like that. That's, yeah, that's a good troll. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. A lot yeah. of people don't like that guy. Uh, I've heard like people go, oh, "That guy's a dick," but that was funny. Yeah, there's <laughs> also. I mean, some people think that he was murdered by the Clintons, and then others believe he was murdered by Trump people. Yeah. So I guess there's no way to know which way he believes that happened. But. Well, he hung out with so many different people. Epstein, mm-hmm. right? Right. So yeah, yeah, exactly. 
always remember that. <laughs> I think that's why it's universally I always funny. remember that the elite are the real enemy. <laughs> we are the 99%. Eat the rich, <laughs> eat the rich. <laughs> but anyhow, that's our show. And I just, I wanted to leave you with that last uh, laugh. We're probably going to get a ton of emails today. And that's okay. You know, let us know what you think. I, I'm always open to uh, different ideas. And, and uh, you know, that's how we learn. So... I do appreciate all of you very much. Do you guys have any final thoughts? Um, no, not really. I am going to apologize for my joking about boomers the other day. I got a lot of messages about that, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> I did say in the episode I was just kidding, and I didn't mean our wonderful fans, but sorry about that. I got a couple, hey, Mandy, you should be more sensitive. And I was like, you're right. I'm really sorry. I love you guys. <laughs> and I was just being dry and clearly came across like a bit of a dick. Yeah, that's okay. So it's not The intention... Yes. And, and now yeah. you're apologizing. So yeah. it makes sense. I didn't sense any dick from you. I didn't. But, yeah. I didn't. And I didn't really see any negative messages. I thought people yes. thought the OK Boomer segment was pretty fun. Right. It's I'm true. also not a boomer, so it's I funny, lack the perspective to, it is a to funny sentiment. judge that. Big picture. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. just glad to be left out of it as a Gen Xer. That's, <laughs> I know, again, right? I can't get, I'm not, I can't be happier about that. <laughs> you're like, leave me out of it. <laughs> any final? Thoughts? No, no, no. Yeah, no. Uh, my final thought is for my dad, November 4th, uh, which is today when the episode drops, is the 31st anniversary of his death, I believe, if I'm adding that up right, or uh, 29th. Uh, it, w- it was 1990. Uh, he died from cancer due to complications from exposure to Agent Orange when he was in Vietnam. And uh, everyone should listen to the Secretary of VA interview on Mueller She Wrote with Dr. Shulkin. And just remember our veterans. And this show goes out to my dad because if it weren't for him, I wouldn't be able to do any of this. Mm. So thanks, dad. It's he awesome. sounded like he was a rad dude. I've he was pretty stories. rad dude. He was a really rad dude. Yeah. He put a love of politics into you, didn't he? Mm. Or like a or like a curiosity? Not so much about no. politics. He just put more of the funny parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a very useful part. Funny parts in music mm. and creativity. Mm. So. That's really nice. Yeah. And uh, f- for some reason, the joining of the military. <laughs> I don't know. I, eh, I don't know. Mistake? I don't think so. I would do it all again. Yeah. And the funny parts have helped you cope with all of this so much more. That's that's really it. And yeah. that's why I say I wouldn't be able to do this is because if it weren't for him, I wouldn't have the coping tools uh, through humor that I have to, mm. to do what I do. And also wouldn't be able to do it if it weren't for y'all. So thank you very much. And please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet and take care of your mental health. I've been AG. I've been Jordan Coburn. I've been Amanda Reader. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by A.G. and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazel and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com.